thrilling, but also quite confusing and even a little scary to participate in our modern digital world. When we use social media, we share more of our lives than ever before with both mass audiences and large, powerful companies. Facial recognition technologies are being used to unlock our phones, authenticate our identity, and follow our movements in public. The Internet of Things has connected many everyday devices to the Internet to make our lives easier, but also leaves us vulnerable to hacks and prying eyes. It is often unclear as to who is collecting our personal information, what kind of information they are collecting, what they are doing with our data, and who they are sharing our secrets with. You might even be tempted just to give up and resign yourself to the fact that you have no privacy anymore. But I don't think that's true. Our privacy matters because it gives us the space we need to flourish as human beings. Privacy gives us the freedom to read, learn, and express ourselves without worrying about who might be watching. It gives us the ability to experiment, play, and fail without the mistakes of our past haunting us forever. It gives us the ability to socialize and be intimate with one another and form the social bonds that keep our community strong and our democracy functioning. In short, without privacy, we cannot properly function as a society or as individuals. We have talked so much about privacy and internet safety lately, but today, let's look at something different within that topic. Today, we're going to talk about the Internet of Things, social media, and facial recognition. Welcome to another season of The Right Angle, the impact of conflicts, natural disasters, and climate change along with COVID-19 have affected one in four children worldwide, leaving many without access to education and protection. This has put many at greater risk of disease, violence, and exploitation. A young traveler, author, and influencer, your host, Needy Ramesh, will bring their stories and share perspectives here on your favorite podcast, The Right Angle. Every month, Needy will aim to raise awareness and call for action to make an impact in their lives. Hello, and welcome back to The Right Angle. I'm Needy Ramesh, your favorite podcast here on the right angle. There are three things that we should all be aware of when we talk about privacy and social media. One, social media is designed to have you share as much as possible. Two, both social media companies and other users risk your privacy. And three, it's very hard to protect yourself against the risks of social media. It is so easy to post things on social media. Anyone who wants to use services like Facebook, Twitter, or Snapchat can create an account and start sharing photos within seconds. Virtually every design element of social technologies is made to get you to share. If you don't, the service will fail. For example, the menu bar for the mobile Facebook app wasn't moved to the bottom of the screen for aesthetics, but rather to get the buttons closer to your thumbs. Social media is unique. Unlike, say, your banking app, on social media, there are two distinct audiences for your information, platforms and people. 
platforms, meaning that companies that provide the social media software have robust concentrations of electronic information. They are risky because of how much data they can obtain from you and the fact that they control the terms of your mediated experience. After all, it is the company that designs the software. People on social media are risky because there are so many of them and it's difficult to keep boundaries straight among so many relationships. In other words, platforms are dangerous because of the power imbalance between platforms and users. On the other hand, people are dangerous because social interaction is messy and contextual. So exactly what kinds of audiences are a problem for social media users? People are concerned about friends, family, employers, coworkers, and nameless other people seeing their information spilled online. So basically at some point, everybody you know and a ton of people you don't could be an unwanted audience on social media. Our friends, followers, and other network connections are all in positions to misuse social media data immediately upon disclosure. Users forget to or do not always realize the true extent of their potential audience when they post. Similar concerns are raised by the automatic, accidental, or forced sharing of browsing and reading habits. When social media makes our disclosures leaky or encourages us to be reckless, it is a privacy problem. Social media can feel risky. When you engage with it, you might feel that it generally presents privacy issues. There are at least four major threats that we need to think about. 1. Manufactured disclosures 2. Extracting consent 3. Faithless friends and 4. Online harassment First, let's discuss manufactured disclosures. As I mentioned before, the only way social media can actually stay in business is if its users share and continue to share personal information. With every disclosure, we reveal just a little bit more about ourselves. The effect is similar to traditional notions of surveillance, but this modern surveillance has less to do with watching people to learn something and more about getting them to tell you something on their own. This data can be used to make what you see ever more personal and responsive to your desires so that you never get bored. Bored people switch different apps or log off altogether. Interested people keep producing data in which turn can be used to keep you interested. Now, let's turn to the phenomenon of extracting consent. Think about that little I agree button or checkbox that every single social media user clicks as part of the registration and setup process. We agree to lots of privacy invasive practices in the dense, unreadable boilerplate called terms of use. We also routinely agree to specific kinds of data collection by clicking agree when apps ask for access to our phone's camera, location, and our address book. If that decision ever comes back to haunt us, we can't complain because we agreed. We can feel so overwhelmed by the thousands of requests for access, permission, and consent to use our data that we just say yes because we are so worn down. Other times, design tricks can lead us to click I agree before we even realize what we are doing. Buttons, signals, and layouts can be manipulated for us to gloss over, accidentally click, or significantly underestimate the importance of. Faithless friends are another risk in social media. Sometimes friend is the wrong word to describe your social network connections. It's a common story as old as gossip. You share something to a small group of people, and then the whole town knows. Stories of untrustworthy social media audiences are so common in fact that they are entirely foreseeable. Companies and users should remain vigilant and prudent. Finally, we must explore the risks of online harassment. 
Social media is teeming with petty hate mobs and callous, usually anonymous individuals, who regularly make life terrible for anyone unfortunate enough to be caught in their crosshairs. This harassment can come in the form of repeated insults and bullying, threats of violence, stalking, and doxing, which is posting people's private or identifying information with malicious intent online. Here's the question. I'm sure that many of you have devices that are networked. I have my iPhone, iPad, and laptop all synced. The crazy thing is, is when I get a call, all three of them ring. Now, what about networking all the things in your home? Your TV, home security, fridge, coffee maker, all synchronized. What do you think that would be like for your privacy or for the security of your data? When you have a number of devices networked together, things get complex. More devices connected to the internet means more eyes and more points for failure. So the internet of things can cause serious exposure to privacy. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to plug your delicates onto the digital grid, I've got some good news for you. Cars, clothing, fitness monitors, pacemakers, refrigerators, you name it. Essentially, all the things of your day-to-day -day life are now a target for internet conversation. A chip-centric mentality has taken over, guided by the idea that internet connectivity makes good objects great. With this upgrade mentality, there is a rush to connect everything. Objects are not necessarily made better just by being connected to the internet. Often, the internet can make objects worse and users worse off. The Internet of Things is famously buggy because it relies upon hardware and software. More moving parts creates risk for malfunction. Software that works today can crash tomorrow, leaving us with inoperable and dysfunctional things. Software needs regular updates to fix problems and patch vulnerabilities. Online connectivity can make such upgrades possible, but it also provides an attack vector for hackers to create problems. Of course, many of the problems with the IoT are indistinguishable from problems that come from using basic computers and databases. If it's data-driven technology, the thing can be hacked. Because IoT products have sensors, they become another outlet for data collection, use, and sharing. So the IoT object presents many of the same data security issues and risks that you experience with your laptop or smartphone. The IoT presents another serious threat also, erosion of people's autonomy. IoT requires internet connectivity, and with such reliance, we are at risk of losing our choice for an offline life. We could find ourselves relying upon connectivity to use a host of things with no obvious upgrade. The IoT has implications for privacy as well. The IoT can produce incredibly granular personal information, such as what you eat, when you eat it, when you're home, what temperature you like your house, and so much more. IoT devices will elicit disclosures with little promise of keeping our secrets. Simply put, we have yet to figure out a way to keep security and privacy in the IoT up to speed with the demand for IoT products. Now, how protective are you of your own face? Do you think you have a right not to be recognized if you choose? How do you feel about someone grafting your head onto someone else's body in a photo? There's something intimate and special about a person's face. Your likeness belongs to you. So how does that play with facial recognition technology? Facial recognition is a reality and raised not only legal and privacy concerns, but ethical ones as well. Also, deep fakes have been used to misrepresent and harass people, as well as jeopardize our national security. Companies developing AI-powered tools like facial recognition claim that the tech will bring many benefits.
In a future with facial recognition, you'll never have to meet a stranger, fuss with passwords, or worry about forgetting your wallet. You'll be able to organize your entire video and picture collection in seconds. Missing people might be located, schools might become safer, and criminal suspects will have a harder time escaping the law. In a facial recognition world, we are promised total convenience and absolute justice. This vision has driven many people to invite facial recognition technology into their homes and onto their devices, making it a strong influence in their lives. But facial recognition is also very dangerous. Although other technologies pose similar threats to facial recognition technologies, facial recognition remains uniquely dangerous. There are four features that may justify robust regulation of facial recognition. First, faces are hard to find. A face print can be taken from a distance and inexpensively stored in the cloud. Second, there is a legacy of name and face databases, such as for driver's license and mugshots, which makes exploitation easier and more likely. Third, unlike traditional surveillance, which requires expensive hardware or new data sources, facial recognition is widespread now and often paired with CCTV and officer-worn body cameras. Finally, faces unlike fingertips or iris patterns are central to our identity. They are the connection between our on and offline lives and the thread that connects us to our real selves. And while facial recognition can invade our privacy, a new technology fueled by artificial intelligence can create a new identity altogether. So-called deepfakes are convincing videos and images of people doing things they never did or said, and puts us all in jeopardy in different ways. As you can see, it's not just the simple things we see online that can harm our safety and privacy. Social media plays a huge role in collecting our data, but so do many other things. For example, doorbell cameras, smart fridges, almost everything you can imagine. I hope that this episode showed you the reality of our safety online. However, hopefully it also showed you how to protect yourself from such situations and reveal the consequences of these dangers. Thank you all for tuning in once again to The Right Angle, and I hope to see you all next time. Stay safe. Bye! If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please follow Needy on her Instagram, TheRightAngle08, and get all the latest in how you can join hands and be part of a positive change.